When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What are you doing? Now, okay. Where are you going now? We're on air, Brittany. Oh. <laughs> like, we have a show we do Sorry. in here? Sorry, I thought we were... Thank you. See? I was ready for the throw. She was ready for the throw. Thank you. You want a mento? Yep. I was sent a crate of Mentos. Honestly, God, they sent me a box that's about as big as that screen, only about six inches deep. Wait. I have say, oh, do you want me to throw it to no, you? No, I want you to say the body of Christ. The body of Christ compels you? No, body of Christ, and I'll say... Amen. 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 If you, I remember from communion, you have to put the, your lead hand under it and you reach over. You Catholic? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, super Catholic. I didn't know that. Oh, my mother's big-time Catholic. I was confirmed in everything. My father was Baptist. That caused a lot of problems in our household, I'll tell you that, being having an ardent Baptist and an ardent Catholic in the same house. Also, him being very mentally ill probably Well, you know, other than that. <laughs> shook, shook the household up a teeny bit. He was. My father was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Right, but I, I think it was probably more that than it was the Baptist portion of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the day. I don't know. I still, I'll never forget, my mother was invited by her, her uh, brother Ted, my Uncle Ted. I loved my Uncle Ted. He's a great guy. Unfortunately, no longer with us. But he joined some ultra-religious group. Mm-hmm. And he invited my mother, and she said, no, no, I like the Catholic deal. And he goes, well, it is Catholic. But she said, no, it's extreme Catholic. Yeah. Way. I can't was, was it Chaldean? Is that right? That sounds yeah, really familiar. Yeah, that's the like extreme. Oh, so that's what it was. Anything yes. you have the word extreme, I'm out. I'm, yeah. I'm, so my mother goes to finally he talks her into going to a Chaldean Catholic mass. Yeah. I was not there, but I heard from several people that were there with her that they started chirping about all this stuff about religion, and all of a sudden you heard right in the middle of it, my mother go. What the hell? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Toots. Toots said it was very specific Catholic. Yeah. Yes, they keep her right down the center. We'll be good to go. I like that. Uh, my grandma, Grandma Hagen, who sometimes listens. Uh, good morning, Grandma Hagen. She had a little a little table with the picture of the Pope where I had growing oh, up, yeah. for sure. And... Uh, yeah, it's fun. And the, the priest come and, comes and visits her at the house all the time because she doesn't go to church now. And it's like, it feels like something, you step back in time 
oh, oh, Brittany, make sure you have coffee ready for when the, the priest right. gets, or when f the father gets here. What It's so wild to have him. And then my grandma sits with him and she, he gives her communion. And it's like, where are we right now? Right. Should I tell the story about when I was, what, I think I was like one and a half, almost two. What were you, were you saying something at that point? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I started talking when I was a little, a little past one o'clock, one o'clock or one year old or whatever the hell yeah, it yeah. is. We're living at 1200 Spruce Place, right two blocks from the Basilica. Mm -hmm. So the, the Archbishop used to come to our house all the time when I was a little boy. That's an awesome place to live. Oh, it was phenomenal. I remember being a little kid. I just loved living there. Yeah. But then we went broke and we had to move. But anyway. There's that. Moving forward. Who doesn't? Apparently. <laughs> now, I don't remember this, but my mother used to tell a story at least once a year or twice. The Archbishop is at our house for dinner. The Archbishop liked to drink. I will tell you that. I mean, you could only have so many vices. Let him have it. <laughs> Let him have one. My mother, every chance she got to tell a new person the story, she said, yeah, Tommy, he's a real religious guy. Had the Archbishop at our house for dinner one night. And yeah, so I was like, I think it was a year and a half, maybe a year and three quarters, something like that. Said, I walked up to the table and said, and I quote my mother, who was quoting me, will you tell that son of a bitch to go home? I just shit my pants. What the <laughs> hell? What? There's no way. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. I, mean, I do believe that you must have been older than two. Yes. I don't think I, I But I you're probably still very young. because, like, Probably two. Ethan, Ethan couldn't say that sentence. Right. Ethan's no. not coming up yet to the pastor dropping the F-bomb. When the pastor is an archbishop, he's a big-time bishop. Which is huge. And, like, the, if you're ranking, think of, like... It's like Pope Archbishop? Think of, like... Kind of. Pikachu Evolved. <laughs> Pikachu Evolved? Don't what the wink that? at me to go on with whatever horrible comparison that was. Raikou. Think the about only, that. The only person I know right now that, that was probably there is my sister, Vicky. And I don't know if she's listening, but call in. Yeah, Vicky. No, my mother insisted that's exactly what I said to her. Oh, I believe that you said that. I think you were a little older <laughs> you think than I was two. Like two. I think you yeah, were at, at least, least like three or four. Oh, I was not four. I know that for sure. Okay, so like three. I'm not going to poop my pants when I'm four. I, I pooped my pants in my 30s, so. <laughs> no, I wish I could go. Oh, you're just too lazy to no, get you, up and drop a deuce? No. She just does it for recreation. Like, <laughs> exactly. Have you, have you guys as adults pooped your pants? No. Poop my pants. I have. No, that doesn't include like a moist, moist fart. I mean, a I, moist It depends moist how you want to live. <laughs> like, I would think farting enough to poop. I'm not going to live my life walking around with that. Like, that's uh, pooping my pants. Yeah, that's but true. I, I have full on. It's been a while, but you it's dropped, happened twice. Well, that's good to know. It's been a while since you dropped the deuce in her drawers. It's happened twice while running. Oh Where, yeah, that will happen. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a common occurrence. But and one, you run long distance. Yep. So. But one's kind of embarrassing because I was on a treadmill at a gym, so it wasn't like oh, I was out in the middle God. of like I could have gotten <laughs> off, but I was like, I'm fine. And then I was like, I am not. Like immediately stop. Immediately stop. I don't, <laughs> you weren't wearing white pants, were you? No, I've never worn white oh, pants a day in my life because of God. that fear. <laughs> that very fear. That very reason why. Oh, I understand. Believe me. Yeah. No, I had a football coach when I was in eight 
grade, or I was probably like eight years old, and I was at this football, Minnesota Vikings football camp, and there was this coach there that he used to play in the NFL, and he was telling us this story about playing in the NFL. It was raining, muddy all over the place. He goes out there for his first punt return, first play of the game, and he had Chinese food before the game. Oh, uh-huh. no. And he said as he caught the ball, he just felt – Everything just released wow. inside of him. Oh. He was like, so like I, I got tackled and just rolled in the mud to try to make sure nobody could tell. But I have pooped oh. my pants recently. You I had, have? Yeah, oh, no. I just How remembered. How did you forget? Oh, because, I mean, well, I had the norovirus oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah, yep. And I was, like, living my life, and it happened. And I was like, I am unwell, and, like, ran away from Justin. Yeah. I'm unwell. Oh, so I'm unwell because I'm married to you? That's real nice. Yeah, well, I hope that's. I hope he also agreed I was unwell at the time. Well, I tried to talk him into it. Yeah, tried to talk him out of it. No. Tom just yells, I object at the wedding. He could, he, what if at Tom at my wedding, Tom just said, he, she, he could do better. I think I did do that, didn't yeah, I? You did. you did it quietly, though, so I appreciate it. No, no problem. We'll get that going. It was magnificent. Yeah. I'm just looking at this, the Star Tribune headlines this morning. Loons, lakes, and hot dish. State flag submissions say a lot about our identity as Minnesotans. Minnesotans don't have one identity. We have about three of them, don't we? No, but I like, I like when you look through the state flags, there is a fun vibe that we have. Like, we don't always take ourselves super seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some fun ones in there. And also, I think we do like a nice, clean aesthetic. We like simple. The only thing I will say is that, yeah, you're even keel and all that stuff, except for politics. Minnesota is one of the one of the biggest states for people getting very pissed off about your politics. So, I don't know why. It's so weird. I feel like we don't always <clears throat> hang out with the same circles. Because, like, I don't know most of my friends' even political views. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I get it all the time. Well, I suppose that the KQ show got very political for a while. Maybe that's why. You're a little bit of a lightning bolt for... Oh, that was Dave And Hamilton. by that, I mean It was rod. his idea. It was not my idea. No, I meant to say you're a lightning rod for people saying their point of views to you. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'd be like when you hear sports reporters or anchors... Everywhere they go, people come up to them and talk about sports. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So your true. show is doing politics. That's true, yeah. Do you guys have that feeling? Like, whenever I hang out, if I see Phil or Judd outside of the show, I have a strong urge to try to tell them everything I know about sports. Like, I uh, have... I, I watch the Wild. I watch the Timberwolves <laughs> win. And hello. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is a player. Yeah, he's sure a, is. He's a player. Brittany's just sweating and shaking as she's pulling every reference she can think of. Yeah. Have, you, like, have you heard of uh, uh, LeBron James? <laughs> Mr. LeBron? Have you heard of him? Like, I feel a strong need to relate to them on that level. And they're humans with lives. And, like, they probably mm. want to talk to me about their dogs. But, like, I feel a strong urge to meet them where they're at and uh i kind of i think i i think i treat them like an object like a sports object well especially if you don't know them well at first oh this is the easiest thing because i know you know about this and you work in this industry so i can talk to you about it but once you get to know them you can branch out Brittany. it's okay to talk to judd do you feel that like when you hang out with viewers like you said judd and phil in the wild the need to talk to them about sports are you at a point where you feel like you can talk about anything no i pretend i don't see him and walk away (laughs) It's a good point. What? I didn't see anybody. Oh, my phone is I have never run into either one of them on the street. Never. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't run into anybody on the street. I sit at home and watch TV. I'm very boring. Yeah, but that's lovely. What's lovely? I love sitting home and watching TV. Not 13 hours in a row. Well, 
that's un, not okay. Like, that's like me pooping my pants. You are unwell. Watching TV and pooping your pants is the same. Well, it's probably true, though. 13 hours. That, yeah. yeah, that's a whole day. <laughs> that is a whole day. No, I, I don't. I, the problem that I do have, because, again, I'm still trying to adjust to not getting up at 3.15 in the morning. My brain just will not get over the fact that I don't work at that shithole anymore. I think you're, I know you people have said this, I feel like you should get into pickleball. Oh, I know, I should. I, I actually like playing pickleball too. Yeah. Not very well, good at it. You're about to go to Florida where you can play, my mom's gonna play for like five hours today. Five hours? She, play, she plays for like two hours. Holy but Anna. She'll play golf and pickleball for like two hours and it's, she's living all of our best lives. But I think you would really like it. Yeah, and I, think I do like it. You can be, very aggressive in pickleball, and it it'd be a really great like release for you. But you can't go in the kitchen. If it bounces in there, you can. Yeah, but if it bounces, it's always the back of the kitchen. Isn't like it? no, it's like a very small hit. It's it's usually oh, you just boop, dink boop. it over. That's a drop shot. Kind of. Don't ever say dink it over again. The term is dinking. Dink. Yeah, oh, is it, really it is. It is yeah. dinking. Yeah, like yeah. literally, it's dinking. Yeah, that's the term. What? Yeah. yeah, me and AJ, we're pickleheads. Yeah. No, Catherine loves to play pickleball. She's good at it too. She's well, she's long and lean. That's she, it's so unfair. You know, she's a really good athlete. Why don't I? You're gonna hate this idea. Why don't I reserve a court <clears throat> at uh, my place and well, look at the uh... <laughs> and we, me and Justin will play with you and Catherine, and I can be on Catherine's team and Justin can be on yours in 2025. That'll be perfect. See, I know. Why don't you want? I'm fun. People like me. They do? You know who, you know who eh. like, if you say that, that's usually not the case. Like, that's a lot true. of people really enjoy me. <laughs> I know. Even while I was saying it, yeah, I had exactly. every insecurity am... of every interaction I've ever had. I go, I don't know. That person probably does. <laughs> no, we, should, we should probably do that. And then then we'll go have dinner afterward. That'd be super fun. But I'm going to try to make. You and Catherine set it up. I'm going to try to have make it happen before Thanksgiving. If not, we'll do it when you get back. Whatever, I'll be coming and going, and I, you know, what the hell, it all works out in the end. I love it. The Eagles are at the XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th, and you can see them with me and my suite. Catherine will be there, too. To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com, and you win today's uh, qualifier name for the Eagles. See the Eagles with me in my suite is Renee Turgeon of Richfield. Renee Turgeon. Email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. Renee Turgeon of Richfield. Give us a buzz, let us know, and see us in the suite. Uh, it's coming up on November 18th at the XL Energy Center. Looking forward to it. That's going to be a great night. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it'll be a lot, a lot of fun. No yeah, I just got it. an email that they, we got a lot of people registering because how much fun would that be? Yeah, it's, well, again, I still cannot believe and thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I now have a, over 11,000 people wish me a happy birthday yesterday. That's amazing. I don't, Incredible. I, that's wild. Just very sweet. Unrelatable. The one person who didn't call and wish me a happy birthday was Spencer Haywood, and I was deeply hurt. Come on, Spencer. Uh, what I, you know, Spencer? Come on, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? No, it was my, <laughs> Spencer was my birthday on Tuesday, and all these people just, they were so nice that, Eleven thousand people wish me a happy birthday. I was overwhelmed by it. By that their, is awesome. Isn't awesome. that lovely? 
Oh, that's lovely. It is indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Spencer talking about the NBA season. Discuss- oh, yeah, by the way, Spencer, this will be the only time I talk to you because the last nine minutes of the interview, Tevin will be talking to you because there is no bigger NBA fan in the world than Tevin. I don't know about that, but I'm definitely very excited to have Spencer on today. <laughs> anytime you get to talk with an NBA champion, it's, uh, it's a good day. That's true. Thank you. Come on with us. Yes, let's talk. Uh, and T-Wolves are pretty dangerous these days. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was going to say, we're the best defensive team in the league, which is unusual to say for us. And it feels like all of the pieces are kind of coming together. We just beat Boston. We won last night against the Pelicans, who were pretty banged up. Do we have reason to get excited? Is Anthony Edwards good enough to help us make a playoff run? Oh, yes. But besides that, you got Rudy Gobert. you got, oh, man, you got players. And you have good coaching. You got good fundamentals. As you said earlier, you're the number one team in defense. Now, the one number one team in defense always close to winning the big chip. So be careful because yeah. you got offense. So that team is a very dangerous team. Yeah, it feels like, well, I mean, obviously against Boston, Anthony Edwards kind of took over the entire game while Cat was in foul trouble. So it feels like no matter what, Mm -hmm. even if we lose, obviously we don't want to lose Cat or anybody to injury, but it feels like we have enough pieces to kind of weather the course of a long season. So hopefully uh, they can live up to the hype and not let us down at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, and when Anthony Edwards played in the Olympics, uh, the summer games, that improved his game tremendously. Being a former Olympian, uh, it's nothing like going and playing in the games for the summer. And I know he'll be back on the year 24th in, uh, in Paris. Yeah. And, and playing in the Olympics compared to the NBA, they always say it's a very different game. How big of an adjustment is it as somebody that's played in both leagues? Well, I mean, the Olympics, you, you, you're playing for the country, you're playing for the flag, you're playing for your team. So it's a, it's not that much different than an NBA team, but it is because you have the weight of that country on your shoulder. And everybody wants to knock USA out. So you got to come with it. You have to come with it. And you can't play around with with, with other countries you have to just come with we are the best athletes we're the best team we are basketball america you i love that i have that you have to have that theme and, and that's the difference and and what you pick up from it because you're playing with all all-stars and so what you pick up every day in practice, you you have to go at it. And so you learn so much from that. And I watch him mature, uh, Edwards mature so strongly, and he ended up being the MVP of the of the games this year. Yeah, over with, what was it, the FIBA World Cup games, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most pre, pre-Olympics. Yeah. And then, so kind of going through your bio, I never realized that you were one of the first, or well, the first person to come out of high school to the NBA, correct? And had to go no. through the, No? <laughs> no. I, I was. Because no. you, you had like a Supreme Court. Because isn't it, isn't it called the, uh, the Spencer Haywood rule? I love Spencer yeah, Haywood. Spencer Haywood rule, but. Oh, so I assumed that meant I, I you were the first one. 
I am. I'm just playing. Oh, okay. I was going to say, damn, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened was I was uh, a freshman at Trinidad State Junior College when I went to the Olympics at age 19 and set all of the records in, in the Olympics. Then I came back to the University of Detroit where I was an All-American with Pete Maravich, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Calvin Murphy, Rick Mount, and myself. Yeah, did I say Pete Maravich? Yeah, 44 a game. But anyway, uh, that was the All-American team. Then I went into the pros uh, with Denver. And then after that, I had one more year left on my eligibility because before I came along, you had to wait four years after your high school class had graduated before you could go enter into the NBA. And I sued the NBA for the rights to play, and the NBA sued me for breaking their bedrock principle, like Flintstones or something. But uh, <laughs> And so we sued each other all the way to the Supreme Court, and I won the case. And from the winning of that case, you got a, a Timberwolves team because all of your guys are under the Spencer Hayward rule. But one catch. After winning the case, the NBA and the NC2A has neglected to put my name on my rule. Oh, it's just God. called early entry. They call it one and done. They call it everything but the Spencer Haywood rule because you sued us all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, God, <laughs> man. This is 1971. Chill out. <laughs> Everybody has grown from this uh, experience. And so it looks like they're getting ready to put it on. And then there's a movie of my life that's getting ready to come out pretty soon. And so it tells the story. I have a lot of support from all of the NBA players, the current and uh, a lot of the retired guys, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Julius Irving. All the guys are coming to pay homage to this, this, this player that did all his things. Magic Johnson, uh, uh, I'm my, Michael Jordan, Mr. Billionaire. <laughs> Mr. Billionaire. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Spencer, do you think I'm the only person still alive who knows who Lou Alcindor is? Who is Lou Alcindor? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who Lou Alcindor is? I mean, I know of the name, but I couldn't point Wait, him out. You don't know who he is? Come on now. No, I know who he is. I'm aware, know? but I don't, I don't know his highlights or anything oh like that. It's so far Wait. before my time. I, oh, time MG. Out. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm mistaken. Is that not Kareem's original name? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's real name oh, is Duel Sender. Yeah, there yeah. we go. My goodness. I am an idiot. Now, Give me a heart My second point that I'd like to make, I am the only host of a morning show who ever got Spencer Haywood to do his impression of Michael Jackson. He went, he, he, he. <laughs> 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 well, you best. know, Michael Jackson, I, I spent time on on the set when he was shooting this um, this video. And my wife, my ex-wife was on there, Iman, the model, the high fashion model. Sure. He was on that episode with Magic Johnson as one of the kings, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So I got a chance to hang out with Michael, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That, we only got one more minute with you. This is not fair, Spencer. Oh, no. Ten minutes is not enough. We got to laugh some more. There's no question about that. Well, we'll come back. 
Please come back as soon as you can, and I'll turn it back over to Tevin because he's got more questions, but he's only got like one or two more minutes. We'll just go with one more here for you. So, obviously, you played in an era that produced all of the greatest players of all time for the most part. Who was your matchup that you either looked forward to the least because he was a difficult guard, or who was the most challenging for you to match up against? Well, the two guys when I would play small forward that gave me trouble, uh, Julius Irvin and Rick Barry. Oh, yeah. Those were the two. And uh, that was, you know, running off of picks and going back and forth. And then when you when you, when you you play big forward, Dave DeBusher, you have, you know, Elvin Hayes, Wes Unsell, uh, a lot of the big guys, Maurice Lucas. Uh, it, was just, it, was just, it was some fine athletes and fine players in the league at that time. And it wasn't soft. It was like a real battle. You could, you know, and and the guy who was really tough as a as a big forward, you had him there in Philadelphia was George McGinnis. Oh yeah, yeah, he was tough. Yeah. Oh my God, Spencer, this was not thinking long about enough. Those, thinking about those players, my my body's aching. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, you got to come back. You can just be the sports guy. We'll just have you on every morning. Do the sports. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> okay. You're a good man, sir. Now, just one more time. Can you just do Michael one more time? (laughs) (laughs) You're the best, sir. Thank you for your time this morning, Mr. Haywood. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Spencer Haywood, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greats of all time. God, he was funny. Just a great guy. Yeah. Do you think that I'm lucky I grew up where I did? Because most interviewers wouldn't even do something like that, I suppose. No, I mean once he hits you with the hee hee, you just yeah, you, then without that was so fun. Off. He was just warm and funny and goofy. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Yeah. Unlike NBA players today, but anyway, it's not wrong. Um, oh God, they're. I mean, some, some are fine. Your buddy. If any of them want to come on the show, water's warm. We'll have you on a day when Tom's not here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Actually, I have a I have a friend who used to play in the NBA. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a very good friend of mine. He's a very good player too. Actually, I got a couple of friends that played in the NBA. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no. And being, because I don't think people realize how tall NBA players oh, are. Oh my god! Because Steph Curry, for example, who everyone goes, oh, he's such a cute little player. He was running around. And it's, <laughs> Steph Curry's like six five. I like, know. He's taller than oh, me. Oh, look at the little fella. Right. <laughs> Everybody like, else is seven. They're all ginormous. I still, that what was his name again? Uh, uh, the guy who could stand flat-footed and grab the rim. Oh, he's seven foot seven. Oh, I mean, there's the Sean hell? Bradley, no, white guy. Yao Ming probably could do it. Wasn't Yao Ming either. He was, he was a black Shaq, man in America today. Um, but I think he was from Dr. Africa. Dr. J probably. I think he was oh, from Africa. Though. Manute Bull. Manute Bull. That's yeah. exactly who it was. Have you ever seen him do that? I've like, seen what the hell. I've seen. There's a picture of like one he did for um, <laughs> the Sports Illustrated like, magazine or something. I yeah, got he, it. If you're that tall, <laughs> like, it's not as impressive than to do the things that everyone else is doing. Like that's crazy. What? What? It's not as impressive to do the height. Like it's not as impressive to dunk a basketball. No, but well, it's harder no, for them to yeah. do other. Yeah. Things. Being um, that big and being that uh, mobile is tough. Is, are these pictures real of Manute Bowl? Yes. What? I don't have to look at them, but yeah, they definitely are real. What's he, he doing? Just living his life. I've never seen anyone like this photo alone. Him standing there with other people. I, the look at that. He's standing yeah. there too. 
That's wild. Have you ever seen a picture of him driving his car? I've never seen him in my life, and I would remember. So you've never seen him driving his car? No, I'm no. Googling it. I will tell you, there should be a picture. He, they had to take the front seat out so he could sit in the back seat to drive his car. That's wild. <laughs> and it's so it's so tall that everything in your life is an inconvenience. Oh, I know. Like, you can't just go imagine. buy a bed that's big enough or pants that are big like you have to special order everything i'm I sure know. his feet are probably a size 27 we well, got like two rowboats to, on your feet yeah things would be huge you're essentially just taking like tarp canvas and turning it into pants never I'm, met him but i heard he was a great guy i'm just looking at so many things just him swimming it blows my mind like i don't know why the holy idea god look at that it's a loch ness monster <laughs> he does pool. he looks like the loch ness monster he could have to go like two paddles and then turn around yeah. and go back well, that's right now the player that everybody's freaking out about being so tall is uh, Victor Wembinyama for the San Antonio Spurs because he plays like a guard, but he's, I believe he's seven something. Look at his wingspan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This man. You know, I mean, look that looks that. edited. Those photos all look like I'm editing them. Yeah. Look at that. That's. And I believe he's only like 18, 19 years old, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh, geez. We got to take. Man, the show's flying by again. You know, that just means that Brittany's not annoying today, which is really good. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll just take it from the top. No, a great, uh, God, Spencer Haywood's such a good guy. Yeah. Uh -huh. So isn't it nice to say somebody that famous, that successful, is that nice? Yeah. I just like that he gave us words of encouragement for the Wolves. And he did. It's yeah. not a, it's not, he this did. isn't a flash in the pan. We should actually be good. He said that what the team with the best defense usually is able to make a run at a championship. And yeah. I would not have anticipated uh, like two weeks ago that the Wolves would be in conversations for yeah. possibly be able to win anything. Yeah. So, it's all true. Look, wolf it up. What are you doing? I was being surprised the Timberwolves. Oh, they do they do that at the games? Oh I, yeah, they get the howl meter out. And they like, do. They really do oh, that. Yeah. Those are the oh, biggest God. scams ever because there's it's, like you could be quiet a, and it's just, yeah. AJ's <laughs> worried about the no, legitimacy well, no. of the I, meter. I do this. I do the same thing because I'll watch it and it'll just go from green to yellow to red back to green to yellow whatever. It's the same animation every time, no oh, matter how it? loud you oh, are. So there's it's not yeah. an actual live decibel reader. I'm like you guys, come on, we gotta get it to well, green. That's the thing. It, it We're always, almost to red. It would always make me mad as a kid because like I'd be at the wild games. They're like make some noise, and so everybody is cheering. <laughs> And it's super loud in there, but then it's like, you're at green. <laughs> you, you gotta be louder. It's like, AJ, come on, guys. We can do it. So, do you guys vote on who to have on as guests? Did, did you did you run to buy anybody? No, you no, Tevin, no I just, Tevin does it all. Tevin just rules that with an iron fist. Yeah. yeah. He won't even let never us have win. any white people on? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm trying to turn, <laughs> goes, yes, I'm trying to turn this into the blackest <laughs> show in Minnesota. Yes. Congrats. <laughs> Look at this screen. We're no. close. Yep. Great, great guests. We'll start That's handing out like dashikis and African dress wear for you guys to come on the show. Thanks. Yeah. I got to start talking like this then. Yeah. <laughs> it is time to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. 
Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again. Spencer Haywood was unbelievable. Terrific guest. Sherry Shepard yesterday. You know, it's funny because I was out in the hall. Taking, I just ran down the hall quickly. Had a couple of minutes. Uh-huh. Ran into a guy. And then he goes, yeah, I just heard what you were talking about with Tevin and all the rest of it. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. So one thing I love about your show is just when, I, when I do listen to other shows, once in a while I tune in. And whenever you have a white guy interviewing a black guy, they always say things like, so what's your favorite snack food? 
what? <laughs> they have no idea how to talk to people. That's funny. It's hilarious. What's your yeah, Spencer? What's your favorite treat? That's no. really funny. What do you eat before the game? Yeah. <laughs> how do you fuel your body? Uh, <laughs> Officer Dave said he's not coming in if we're going to be talking about pooping ourselves. So. Why? Because he did it again? Yeah, I think it's because he did it again. I think you're right. He's projecting. I bet, I bet he's arrested people that have just been all types of throw up, pee, oh, poop yeah. all oh, over themselves. Oh, yeah. There's a reason that back of that cop car is like plastic. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. Okay, we got to. This just. This is your fault. Always. Because it entered my noggin. Okay. Okay, I'm picturing Officer Dave. Yeah. How big would his poop be? Okay. I don't know. Oh. If, okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay. If, well, like, she brought it up. No, I'm fine talking about this. I love talking about this. I love talking about poop. Okay. So I don't know if that translates to bigger poop. Right, because bears poop out little pebbles. Right? Do they? Don't they? Aren't don't deer know. do? Bears, I'm pretty sure poop out smaller. I don't. Excrement. I will look up bear scat. <clears throat> no, no, police uh, officer scat. Okay, well, I, I don't... I That's going to bring... Don't, don't look that up on a work computer. computer. Yeah, probably not. Go down to Catherine's <laughs> yeah. computer if you're going to go. Bear isn't that big, but it's not really pellets. Okay, it's not really pellets? It's kind of, like, granular in the way that, like, it looks like it could fall apart. But okay. it's not... Yeah. It's... You know. I believe you. I mean, you don't have to show me. I believe you. Thanks for, like, educating the masses. And you guys are the masses. Um, I don't know... We have one dog, Robot, who's really long. She's just really tall. Mm-hmm. Her poops look like a straight-up pop can. Like, it looks like she pooped out a <laughs> pop can. I know. It's crazy. Nice. And she's not like a huge oh, dog, but she's... Yeah. You guys have seen her, Robot? Probably, yeah, she's it's probably more diet-related yeah. than anything. Although I do feel bad for people that have huge dogs when I go to the dog park, and they have to use, like, three bags yeah. to pick up their dog's one poop. I'm like, yeah. It's a lot, man. I get a shovel. No question about it. No doubt about it. All right, so what else is in the news this morning? Anything good? Yeah, we got good stuff. We always have good stuff. We do not always have good stuff. You lie like there's no tomorrow. Um, There's this thing about $2 bills. Do you have any $2 bills in your house? Probably. I would guess we probably do, yeah. They're saying that if you have a $2 bill from 1890, you could sell it for up to $4,500. And in the 60s, are, you could sell it for 1000 Really? Yeah. So we're doing a $2 bill drive. We need everybody to mail us their $2 bills. Yeah. You know what pisses me off about that? Hmm. My godmother, Hildy was her name, mm-hmm. a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. She used to send me $2 bills for my birthday every year. I had a teacher that all, oh. of, his, all of his students, he would give them $2 bills really? on their birthday. Yeah. And so I'm sure he gave out a couple thousand dollars yeah, like at least. 50,000 yeah. bucks. <laughs> Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Hmm. Did you guys, do you work at the complete sheet now? I haven't looked at it today. No, do you work there? Oh, yeah, I've, I have part-time, I moonlight there. <laughs> this cannot be a coincidence. Why? What did he say? I just went to the complete sheet just now for the first mm-hmm. time today, and the number one story, because I've had so many people walk to me and go, by the way, I was watching the show yesterday. You looked like you were exhausted. <laughs> I feel better today. Yesterday was the toughest day giving up the caffeine. You're going to have days like that because your body is still uh, detoxing. But yeah, like, that's what I hear. Yesterday I felt so bad for you because you felt looked like when I have to have to give up caffeine, 
Like when I find out I'm pregnant, I'm going to have to give up caffeine again. Oh, yeah. And it's the worst week. And then you're fine. But that first week is rough. It is really rough. There's no doubt about it. Your body's like, it needs it. Oh, you get to, because I, to get up at 3.15 in the morning for 37 years, I drank a lot of caffeine over the years. And that second day, because the first day was okay. Second day was horrible. But the number one story on the complete this morning is the latest gateway drug is Coke, Coca-Cola. Oh, that's is that a coincidence? You're right. We are reporting the news based off you. We're working there at <laughs> the, night. Yes, exactly. We're aiming the news at you. I believe that. Do you think it's because of the caffeine? I have not clicked on the story yet, so I don't know why they would think that. I'm calling BS. That Coca-Cola is a gateway drug? The soda. No, that it's the biggest drug right now. Coca-Cola? Isn't that what they said? Yes. Yeah. The latest gateway drug is Coke, but like Coca-Cola. Yeah. No. No. If you're a, if you're a slippery slope enthusiast, you all know all about gateway drugs, the slightly naughty stuff that can turn Ned Flanders into El Chapo. That's kind of cold. Yeah. Uh, a new study found that there's a new gateway drug to be concerned about Coca-Cola. Researchers studied more than 2,000 kids between 9 and 10 years old and discovered that those who drank caffeinated soda on a daily basis are twice as likely to admit to trying alcohol a year later. Is that a coincidence that I literally gave up? And it's Pepsi in my case. Yeah. Wild Cherry Diet Pepsi. But I used to drink probably about 18 of those a day. 18 a day? Oh, yeah. I used to. I could not get up at 3.15 in the morning without caffeine. There is no way I could have done that. That's wild. If that's they would have had so those, many. That's, that's a lot. Do you, you remember when studied. they, back in the day, they I had should be studied, yes. Pepsi points? You would have been the richest. You would have been very wealthy. First of all, buying a case of cola right now is not exactly cheap anyway. No. So do you think I should be more jittery today? Because today I feel really good, and I don't know why. Yesterday I felt terrible. Probably because you don't have Pepsi just coursing through your veins for the first time. It just takes a couple of weeks to get off it. I would say it takes me at least, when I quit caffeine, there's a one-week period, and three of those days are really rough. But one week, and then I'm fine. But that's so weird that I just started this. This is my third day of of having, I'm still having one a day, Mm -hmm. just kind of wean myself off of it. Yeah. But how did this story just pop up, like the same 72-hour period that I quit drinking caffeinated beverages? Because you're a man of the people. You go through a Catherine, trendsetter. Is Catherine working there? Because yeah. she was the one that brought it up originally, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's the one that said, you've had enough. Yeah, yeah. Dial her back. She knew you were like three cherry Pepsis away from just a full-blown heroin addiction if it's a gateway drug, apparently. I'm Jones and man. <laughs> Most of your blood is diet cherry Pepsi? <laughs> so, probably is. We turned up point. the heat in here, and you started sweating. It would just be. We could a... lick you and go, mm, "That was good." That's why. Lick Jude, that's why Jude licks your legs all the time because yeah. you just. Oh sweat my cherry god! Pepsi. That dog loves licking my legs when I got shorts on. It's unbelievable. Well, they kind of do look like ham, the Easter hams. <laughs> yeah, when I see your legs, I think, God, I should be wearing like a, a, a dress yeah. and finding Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> question. There you go. Yes. How did you sleep last night then? Better. I I slept much better last night. I did go to bed at 9 o'clock, which is awfully early for me, so I got up at, you know, I woke up at 3.15, 4.15, then I got up at 5. If your body can go to sleep at 9, you should go to bed at 9. Yeah, I guess. But I'll wake up every day at 5 in the morning. But it's getting far. We're moving from, was 3, and now 5. We'll push it back. We'll get there. I still woke up at 3 o'clock. 
I still want back to three fifteen. I know, but you're saying that you feel like you're getting up at five. But we'll, we'll push it back. It'll get there. It's a process. It's only like, where am I going to get to? I'm not. Well, I don't know. So yeah, you're, a, you're the one going to med school. Every time that you get more and more extreme. I kind of like to go 11 to 7. I, I would like to stay up because after all those years of getting up uh, or going to bed so early to get up at 3.15, mm-hmm. I'd like to be an adult and stay up to like 11. I know. It's, oh. actually, it's super fun. I, I did that last night. Can't know, tell you. So. I can't stay up till 11 o'clock. I just hit the wall. Maybe I will be off the caffeine, though. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe. You, who knows who you're going to be at the end of this You're week? a whole new man now. Researchers studied more than 2,000 kids between 9 and 10 years old, discovered those who drink caffeinated soda on a daily basis twice as likely to admit to trying alcohol a year later. The author of the study says one possible explanation is that the caffeine and sugar can... See, I don't drink the sugar. I drink uh, sugar-free. Yeah. So that's maybe that helped me. Probably. Induce effects on the brain, making that person more sensitive to the reinforcing effects of harder drugs like alcohol... Or maybe kids who struggle to regulate their impulses may be more likely to try caffeine early on, leading to experimentation with harder drugs like alcohol as they get older. Now, it's interesting that that came up because I quit drinking like 12 years ago. Yeah. It didn't bother me a bit. I quit drinking. I was like, oh, I don't care. Whatever. I know. You're, oh, that's crazy. Well, I quit drinking like when I was 21. I started drinking when I was 11 because I was in a band and everybody drinks in bands. Yeah. Um, but then I stopped drinking at 21, the very time I was supposed to start drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I gave it up until I was like 32. And then I went after it for well, maybe 28 years or something like that. But you, you think about that. But when I quit alcohol, I didn't care at all because the next day it was, I think I quit just before Catherine's birthday because it's kind of tip of the cap to her because she might have suggested that I do that. I'm not certain, but I remember. It's kind of like the caffeine thing. Gentle suggestion, right? Mm -hmm. Gentle suggestion. (laughs) But we went out to Ocean Air for her birthday. Yeah. And I brought a bunch of wine. She said, should you be doing that? I said, I don't care if you drink. What do I care? Yeah. See, that's never bothered me. What somebody else is doing, I couldn't give a rat's ass less. I have no problem. It's funny because people, especially when I first got sober and I was so young, people were like, I probably shouldn't drink in front of me. I was like, you do know, like, I can buy alcohol whenever I want. Like, it's not, (laughs) you were, Right, this is my one opportunity. Like, oh, there's a drink. Like, I have, have. The ability to buy alcohol. Yeah, um, yeah. My big thing when I first got sober is I just didn't like to stay with people while they got drunk. Like the progression, they would hit this like tipping point that I didn't want to be around. And it had nothing to do with like oh, where yeah. I wanted to drink alcohol. It was just all of a sudden I was very aware that, you know, they would start not paying attention when mm-hmm. they're talking and mm-hmm. there's this and that and they get a little bit whatever. Now I'm not so bad. Like, I actually can have fun with that kind of person. Yeah. But before, I found it grating. I found it very irritating Mm -hmm. to watch people get drunk. Like, there was a point of, like, I don't want to be around you. Really? Because that never bothered me at all. I don't care. What you do has got nothing to do. I mean, that goes all the way through what all these this big hubbub in America is right now. uh, Uncertain. I guess abortion is a huge issue in, in the United States. How is it my business whether you do or do not like abortion? Yeah. I mean, I, there are about half the people that like it and half the people that don't like it. or what, It's none of my business. Yeah. I've never been involved in an abortion. How is it my business? I'd say the only thing that is hard about the pro-choice, pro-life situation yeah. is one side wants, like they say, it's not only like I they don't want you to, you know, it, 
they get rid of the options. Like, that's a hard one. Like, I, me personally, I would, either. I don't think there would be a situation where I'd want an abortion, but I have a very <clears throat> blessed life where I don't, that was never something I was like, this is going to ruin my right. life. But I don't want that option taken off the table for other people. That's my only thing. Mm -hmm. So and it's none of my business. Yeah. And that's where I, that's where I fall too, is that like to each their, I want those options available for people and I want it in a, like a safe environment. I just saw an email that was sent to me and I, I don't know if I should say it or not. Uh oh. Well, look, Tom, it is none of your business if somebody's a pin kosher. Hey oh. <laughs> That's real. That's not a, you don't have to have a lot of sex to get pregnant. No, I I'm sure he was or she I think it was a woman actually. <laughs> we used to call them clearing barrels. Uh, clearing barrels? In the uh, army because you, there's a clearing barrel outside of every place where you bring your weapon in and you have to put your rifle, everyone puts their rifle in it and does like clears the weapon. Uh, oh yeah. So I would we would call people clearing the barrels. clearing barrel. Yeah, like if you. No, I don't know. So, so are those two positions? Because I don't know this because it's none of my damn business. As I said, it's I've never been involved in it. It's none of you do what you do. I do what I do. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not God, so I'm not judging anybody whether they should or should not do something. No, and I know me personally. Again, because of the way, like I, because of how fortunate I've been. My mom's always made yeah. it clear, like we could raise a kid. Even when I was a teenager, she's like, it wouldn't be that bad. I was like, Beverly, calm down. If I got, but I was Beverly, calm down. I was very lucky in that way, and also like <clears throat> that would be a hard one for me. Now, have I taken Plan B? Yeah, and do I find that to be anything? No, I What's don't. Plan B. That's the one you take the day after you have unprotected sex. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. and it kills like. <clears throat> The or it um, sperm cells. It's pretty much like a triple dose of um, birth control. It's like a nuke. It's yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like a nuke. It doesn't always work, and I you know who knows what. You, I don't look at that as anything, but I also feel like in my life, you just never know as a woman what like you if you've had you know like when you were having the miscarriages that are you don't even know about. Like that's mm -hmm. how I think about it. Like so. Um, I don't think that's a big deal. I also think people should have the option. That's like you said. Well, again, I, I like I said, how is it my business what you do? Yeah. And again, different times of your life. I'm 37 and a very infertile person right now. So it's very easy for me to say, ah, whatever. I don't care. You do what you see. I'm really infertile because I've never had a baby. Yeah. You're well, that was Catherine's deal. You still have some fertility stuff. Yes, I do. I wonder if you could get a, if Catherine was. Able to have kids if you could get someone. Pregnant. That's all I'd need. Hey, I had a kid <laughs> when I turned could 95. Could you imagine if she was like, I'm pregnant? Let me ask you a question about that stuff. Yeah. You guys have known me for a long Well, you've known me for a long time. Yeah. And AJ, not so long, but Tevin, I've known you for, what'd you say, six years, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Why do people have the, the opinion that I, I judge other people? Because I couldn't care less what you do as long as you don't harm other people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like what I'm saying, I, I still don't understand why it is that people with different skin colors can't get along. Yeah. I don't get that. It's like, who cares? I honestly feel like being around you, you don't care what I do 99% no. of the time. The only time like you've stepped in 
is if I'm sad, you've been like, well, let's figure this out. Yeah, that's different if you're sad. But otherwise, you really don't care what I do. If I was like, no. if I told you I've been bungee jumping every day for the past six years, I feel like you'd be like, that's on you. You know, it's a different deal, too, because I'd like to sit here and go, I am very proud that we were the first morning show in America that had a black uh, person... Uh, as part of the show, we uh, had the first transgender people, which all that stuff is true. We did. Yeah. But I don't. So what? So we had the people on. Everything was good and everything. I, whatever. Do you judge that kind of stuff with uh, other shows? No. no. I, some people do. I, I just don't get it. It's like you're a woman. You're a man. You want to be a man who's a woman. And then why? Why would I care? Yeah. I don't think you do. I don't, but other people think I do, right? And which most, I really don't understand. And most of the time, listening to the radio, I can't tell unless I know who the person is. I don't know if they're. I don't take the time to search and see what they look like. Oh, are you no. white? Are you black? Are you gay? Are you this? Well, and we don't know people's inner thoughts, right? Like, like right, it's funny. It's right. like you're saying that. I know you. I actually believe that. Full is like, but at the end of the day, we don't know your actual thoughts. So it's like usually people that are making a real point of it left and right. You go, I don't actually know how they feel. Oh, you mean they talk about it all the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I, I just, I was watching that thing last night and there all these grand statements were being made about everything, you know, because it was election day and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I was like, why do you care about stuff like that? How is it my business what you do? That's a great question. The number one criticism I have of both parties and most people on this planet is your lust for money is disgusting. Yeah. It, oh, God. They will do anything for money. Do you know what was really weird is I found myself accidentally becoming somebody who cared what people did during the pandemic oh, because yeah. I had nothing else going on. <laughs> nothing. That is one of the things that caused a big, big problem. I was like, That's all of true. a sudden I cared if where people fell on if, you know, they believed that COVID was real or not yeah. or where they fell I normally don't care. I will hang out with you. I will talk with you. We will not. We can skim the service, have a great time. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, I don't like this person. I like this. Uh, it's because I had too much time on my hands. Yeah, and I true. was miserable. Oh, well, yeah. And well, also during COVID, people lost their minds. But yeah. They did. Like everything was to the 10th power. <laughs> to no toilet paper. Yeah. Were... But like, there also, was no toilet paper. That's also, yeah. Like things I wouldn't even think about. All of a sudden, like a dog walker I had hired three years ago was going on about the fakeness of vaccines and going into detail. Oh, and you're like, there's Wait, microchips in yeah, them. And we don't need to know about this, Linda. You know, like all the details that you think or feel about. Everyone had to make sure everybody mm. knew all their weird inner thoughts. Right. And then I was sitting back judging everybody, which I don't want to do. I want to be busy all the time. I love being busy. I love having things to worry about mm -hmm. on a basic level. Are we out of milk? You know, am I going to go work out? Where, you know, bringing my computer somewhere. I don't want to have to sit and go, what does Tevin think about this? Like, that's not yeah. how I want to live. Yeah. Also, I, the only thing about that I didn't understand is, I, like I said, I was vaccinated three times, boosted twice, and I still got COVID twice. I agree. What the hell is that? I hear you, and mm -hmm. I understand there's people that don't. I, vaccines are one of those conversations that you have to do what's right for you. And, yeah, there you go. You know, and I know side effects and things like that. There's people, what, and that's totally fine. I would say this, though, about whenever you say that, I always think, well, could it have been worse? Could you have been bedridden? Like, because. I'm much too powerful to be bedridden. 
<laughs> Catherine wishes you were bedridden. Uh, she right? begs all the time. Oh, you know, it's unbelievable. The only time I got really sick with COVID was when I was pregnant. And oh, God, I bet you that was terrible. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. Because I had to constantly <clears throat> oh, check yeah. my temp, and if I was too high, the, the infection or the temperature can kill the baby. So I was like yeah. constantly. But you never know. Oh, that had to be hard. It was scary. Uh, that was absolutely terrifying. And you couldn't take most drugs, keep your temperature down. Right. So you're sticking your stomach in the freezer and... <laughs> <laughs> Not my got the fridge door you open. You didn't see me when I was pregnant, Tevin. I got huge. Didn't I had to get like one of those, like like Kate plus eight huge? Or? <laughs> I was huge. I oh was big. Oh my god. I was thick. So I, was a que- I have a question. So the four of us are talking about this, and we seem like we agree on most of these things. Oh, I disagree. There's a shock. Uh, here's what I understand. Why do we tolerate these extremist politicians on both sides? We can all get along, except for we listen to those assholes and they get us all worked up over nothing. I ain't worked up. Why do we tolerate that? I'm not worked up. No, I know you're not, but most people do get very worked up over that stuff. I'm so sick of the 1% deciding what is okay and what's not okay. I agree. You know, when we were talking um, to uh, uh, Sherry yesterday. Mm -hmm. I love Sherry. She was saying how people were mad at her because she made a Britney Spears joke. Yeah. It's like, don't let that uh, relax. four people on the internet decide what's acceptable or not. Most of us are not writing in. We don't care. We laughed at your performance and we lived our lives. That's most, about, most of the time. Yeah. The small percentage that chirps about something, it's such a small percentage. It is very, very small, but because it's on... Social media, people think it's a big deal. They think their opinions should change people's courses of action, and it just shouldn't. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I get that. Like, you can tell me you're offended, and if that affects me, and I go, yeah, I shouldn't say that. Like, that happens to me all the time. Someone will say, I didn't like it when you said that. And a lot of times I go, you know, there's a different way I can say that, and I'm going to. But if you're going to jump on here and go, Brittany, when you mentioned that promiscuous people, you called them a clearing barrel. That was, an, I'd go, sorry, that was a real joke we used to say in the military. Nothing wrong with saying that. It's a joke for Christ's sake. It's just one of those things where I, I have Relax. to stop. There's times in my life where I will let people impact me and there's times in my life where I'll say, sorry, that was yeah. just a, that's a sincere real joke we say. Well, again, it's none of my business and this is none of your business. Yeah. That's the big, big deal. There's True no that. question about it. Yeah. We have to take a break because, you know, some of us are lazy and have to go over to the, the Hubbard building. And, you know. Some of us got to go schmooze the bigwigs. Oh, God, here. You probably do, too. I put in a good word for all of us. Schmooze artist. He works right next to our boss's boss, Dan Seaman's office. So he's always going in there and going, hey, have you seen the stock market today? Well, but the big problem hey, was Danny boy. Going and seeing Danny Boy, he's never in town for Christ's sake. Speaking of that, you know where he is now? He's in Czechoslovakia. I think he, he, him and his wife went to Prague. Of course they did. They just left the other day. What the hell? Must be nice. I yeah. mean, does he ever work? Oh, that guy works his butt off. No, no, but don't walk it back now, AJ. Yeah, don't walk it back now. I had the funniest conversation with Dan Seaman where. Okay, so he'll go on these big trips and not think anything of it, and he'll say things and nothing of it. The other day he goes, I know this is going to sound really pretentious, but I kind of want to give an example of the hardest working person in my family. I have a pool. I know. I know what you're going to think. But I have this, this automatic, this robotic cleaner in my pool, and it's working all of the time. And I thought to myself, that's what? your big flex, is having one of those robot, like a Roomba pool Wait, Roomba? What? I didn't know those existed, so I mean, cool. I, but like, I know 
people with those. Right. That's, that's not, not a huge that deal. You always get I didn't have the heart right. to tell him that I was not impressed. I don't, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, Brittany, but I have a machine that cleans my pool. I didn't want to Shania Twain him and go, that don't impress me much. You know what's the bad part of that, though? Uh, what's that? You can tell he's never been to a very wealthy person's house because they'd go, oh, really? Who gives a rat's? He'd go, I actually have a pool cleaner, a I human. A human being, a human being that swims around. Oh, but like, there's a lot of things Dan says where I go, you're, I know. Like you're going to Prague, that's cool. He'll casually say he's going to all these Broadways or he'll fly and whatever. But the pool cleaner thing, I was like, Brittany, let your Botox not affect him. Because I wanted to go, that's not that impressive, Dan. Well, also, who knows? That could be like his one thing when he was a kid that his <laughs> one rich won. friend had a pool. That's true. And so now that's his symbol. I that's made it I hope he never hears that because it was like the, oh. one of those things I was like, I want to laugh so hard. He's so funny. Well, the one thing that I made a mistake about was so now that I'm like in the office most of the time yeah. after I leave here, I picked a, a desk that was just vacant. Yeah, it's right by his office. It's a, an inch. But, but I've come to be the guy where it's like as soon as somebody comes around the, you know, and he's not there, it's like, hey, where's Dan? I know. I right. don't know. I'm not his handler. Like, <laughs> where is he was Dan? here one minute, now he's not. You, you and know, Declan probably get that all the time. Next time yeah. somebody asks, you just look into his office and look surprised, like, oh, he's missing. No, this is what we have to do for AJ. Give, let's give you a date and time, and you can say, oh, he's not available, but we have uh, Friday the 16th at 4 p.m. available if you want, and just like... <laughs> That kind of vibe. I'm going to buy a typewriter just for that. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. He's got a 2 o'clock on Monday the 8th. Does that work yeah. for you? I like that. That works for me. All right, get 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 off your ass and go to your other job. I see. I mean, we're, we're all working together. We're all working together, Tom. We'll take a break. Be right back. AJ will leave. Andy will join us. We'll be back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. 
and tell him his, hmm, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel.